0: Nelson to the Washington football team for the 11th overall pick in the 2022 draft. They just don't. We'll talk about that more. Matt Eberflus, I don't know whether he took a shot at the Colts, but he might have taken a shot at the Colts. Isaiah Jackson, really, really good last night for the Pacers. Bad news for Indiana football. This is Breakfast with Kent. For Tuesday, February 1st, 2022, usually we celebrate the end of January thinking that winter is kind of coming to an end, sort of, but we're getting a lot of winter weather here, maybe a foot of snow, maybe more uh, over the next three days. Not today, but tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday, going to get a lot of snow here in central Indiana, and we don't like that, not at all, and we could get ice, and that's terrible. We're brought to you, as always, by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in the business. Hire a great dentist. Call Dr. Mike, 317-849-2933. All right, yesterday we spent a lot of time talking about Quentin Nelson and the possibility of trading Quentin Nelson as a really, really good left guard for a first-round draft pick. Kind of the same trade that the Colts made Ford DeForest Buckner, where they sent the 13th overall pick to the 49ers, took on DeForest Buckner in his contract, got a really, really good defensive tackle. Washington would be getting a really, really good left guard, and the Colts wouldn't be on the hook for $18 to $20 million a year for a left guard, one of the least consequential positions on the football field. Fans don't like that idea, but by a narrower margin than I would have guessed. All right, so this is a question on Twitter, on my Twitter feed. We do questions every day. I like this. Gives you a kind of a pulse of the people. Uh, If the Colts uh, traded Quentin Nelson to WFT for the 11th overall pick, you would be dot, 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 pissed, 54.6%, pleased with the return, 45.4%. I was a little surprised. I thought that more people would be pissed, to tell you the truth. The logical people, the pragmatic people, the people who would rather hold a Lombardi trophy than buy jerseys of their favorite players, those people are among the 45.4%, by the way, over 600 votes. This is about winning. Chris Ballard's job is to put a winning product on the field not to placate fans who are, are engaged in a cult of personality. And that's what keeping Quentin Nelson would be. We like Quentin Nelson. He's a road grader. Look, you don't run to win in the National Football League. You just don't. Jonathan Taylor ran for over 1,800 yards, the top 50 all-time season for a running back, and the Colts didn't make the playoffs. That's not to denigrate Jonathan Taylor and his effect on this team. He is a really good dude, and he is a really dynamic running back. But you don't win games because of dynamic running backs who are relied upon to go get yards because your passing game sucks. Which brings us to Matt Eberflus, the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. Here's what he had to say yesterday about the offense of the Chicago Bears and developing Justin Fields into the the kind of quarterback who can win you football games. But what he said about the overall offense and defense was this. Explosive athletic ability is one of the traits we're we're looking for. That equals chunk plays on offense and stopping chunk plays on defense. That is how you win in the National Football League. What do not the Colts have? What don't they have? They don't have explosive athleticism on either side of the ball. Rocky Yassine is not an explosive athlete, right? Zach Pascal not an explosive athlete. These guys, you know, Michael Pittman is not an explosive athlete. He's terrific. He's a really good number two wide receiver, but he's not T. Higgins. He's not Jamar Chase. He's not one of these guys who can go out and get you 18 yards a catch or stop people from getting 18 yards a catch. Explosive chunk plays is not what the Colts went out and did last year. Their chunk plays they did not rank high among NFL teams, but here's what does rank high among NFL teams for the Colts. We're going to get back to the offensive line here. The Colts have three starting offensive linemen under contract right now. Quentin Nelson at $13.8 million for 2022, Ryan Kelly, $9.7 million for the upcoming season. Braden Smith, eleven point six. million. Not only are Eric Fisher and Mark Lewinsky not under contract, they're free agents. Chris Reed and Matt Pryor are also free agents. So you really don't have 40% of your starting offensive line under contract, and yet you are still on the hook for $35 million to your that 60% of the offensive line. If you pay on average 11.7 million dollars for the last two pieces of the puzzle as you have on average for the first three, you're talking about a lot of money. Right now it's 35 million that would nearly double, right? It would go up to about 57 million and account for more than a quarter of your cap space, which is unreasonable for for an offensive line. You need weapons. That's what you need. And the Colts have none. Zach Pascal's a free agent to the extent he's a weapon. T.Y. Hilton is likely going to retire. Who are you gonna put out there? Des Patman and Michael Strahan? For God's sake, you gotta find a way to get dynamic playmakers on the field. And one of the ways you can do that is deal a guy like Nelson for the 11th overall pick, and, and I pick on Washington because their offensive line needs help. They, they need a guy like Quentin Nelson and might be willing to overpay a little bit in terms of draft capital for Quentin Nelson. And I'm sorry, nobody is trading a starting-level quarterback in the NFL for a starting-level uh, left guard. You are not going to get a Hall of Fame quarterback like Russell Wilson, in exchange for a Hall of Fame left guard. It's preposterous. At any rate, people uh, not happy with the idea of Quentin Nelson moving. Seven candidates have emerged for the defensive can, uh, coordinator job with the Colts. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. You've got Joe Cullen, the current Jags defensive coordinator. Hey, he coordinated the hell out of the defense against the Colts. In Week 18, didn't he? Jim Schwartz, former Lions head coach and Eagles defensive coordinator. Gus Bradley, former Jaguars coach, Seahawks defensive coordinator. Chris Richard, former Seahawks defensive coordinator, current Saints defensive backs coach. A lot of defensive backs action among these guys. Uh, Joe Witt, Jr., secondary coach with the Cowboys, never been a coordinator. Uh, Chris Harris, the Washington football team DB's coach. And Alan Williams, the internal coach, he is the safeties coach for the Colts. Uh, by the way, Chuck Crabb retired yesterday, kind of suddenly, hate to see that. Chuck Crabb's been the voice of Simon Scott Assembly Hall damn near since it opened. He's been there 45 years doing PA for games. He is going to be missed. He is a part of the fabric of that building. Part of the fabric of the experience of watching Indiana basketball and Indiana football. A great dude, and he is going to be sorely missed as a part of the Indiana Athletic Department. And one of those guys you would just see. You walk through Assembly Hall on a Tuesday afternoon. There's Chuck Crabb. You know, at least when I was there. When I was a student, Chuck Crabb, omnipresent, along with Kit Klingelhofer. It was a weird group. You know, with the athletic department, but that was Indiana. And the way Chuck Crab did his job was so Indiana. I hope they find somebody who does it with a similar level of this is the wrong word because it it sounds like it denigrates his performance, but restraint. He was not a, you know, he was not Michael Buffer. He was Chuck Crab. He was him. And I love the way he enunciated, and and it, it just sounded like Indiana for me, and and I hope they find somebody who can similarly be both authentic, and Chuck Crab like. Uh, bad news for IU football. Doesn't sound like bad news on the surface, but it's bad news. I use uh, running backs coach Dylan McCullough. He's going to Notre Dame. Now, normally, this isn't that big a deal. Remember when Mike Hart went to Michigan last year? That's kind of a big deal. Hated to lose Mike Hart. McCullough, you know, the the running backs weren't great last year. However, him going to Notre Dame means that maybe his son is at risk to go to Notre Dame too. His son is an edge rush kid who went to high school in Bloomington, Pledged Indiana, has enrolled at Indiana, is in classes at Indiana, and is one of the highest-ranked recruits in the history of Indiana football. That's Desan McCullough, number 74 this year. 74-ranked player in the country. They don't often pledge Indiana. This kid did pledge Indiana. Is he going to decommit? He can't really decommit. He's already signed. He's already enrolled but he could transfer, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe he just loves Indiana football, but you would think that if he loved Indiana football that his dad would love Indiana football too. Hopefully he stays at Indiana, but you get the feeling, the writing is on the wall, that it is going to be movement for the entire McCullough family. Um, Pacers one last night. Two things about the Pacers. Last night, 122-116 over the Clippers, that's great. Isaiah Jackson, he was awesome. 26 points, 10 rebounds, but the biggest thing that he did last night, no fouls. He's had trouble, trouble in in, uh, committing fouls. Has, Has to not commit so many fouls in order to stay on the floor. Well, he did that last night. Almost 30 minutes of play, no fouls last night. Isaiah Jackson is going to be really good. Chris Duarte is going to be really good. That is going to be an outstanding draft class. The first one with two first-round picks for the Pacers in a long time this year. As long as they keep losing more than they win, they're going to have another lottery pick maybe in the top five. That would be phenomenal. We'll see. Pacers moving in the right direction. I uh, DM'd last night a... uh, an executive with the Pacers, and I was like, hey, your guy, huh? And he said, he wants to be good. He craves being good. He works his ass off to be great. So uh, Isaiah Jackson, we're bullish about. Then I- I'm asleep last night, right before I wake up. I- I'm-, I'm awakened, and it ends this dream. My dream was I'm out in the neighbor's driveway And Goga Batadza is out there, nothing against Goga, and I don't know whether he he drinks casually or or ever, but he's drinking a quart bottle of Budweiser and uh, having a good time, laughing, we're having a nice time. And then we hear on the radio that, yeah, we were listening to the radio, how out is that? We hear that he has been traded to the New York Knicks so the Pacers can move up one spot in the draft. Goga is disconsolate, and I said to Goga, hey, you know what, I hate to ask, because I know, you know, you're drinking out of a quart bottle of Budweiser, and you just got traded, but you want to do a podcast? And he said, sure. And so we were on our way to sit down and have a talk, a nice chat, on a podcast, and, and my wife said, time to wake up. You can dream about whatever you want. Nothing is off limits when you dream. Right? You're not held accountable for your dreams. You can't help your dreams. Of all the things, the entire palette of options I have to occupy my unconscious as I sleep, I dream about Goga Batadza being traded to the New York Knicks to move up one slot in the draft. What in the hell is wrong with me? My god. Could I invest my sleep time dreaming about something a little more substantial and a little more fun than that? I don't think I have to go any further. Birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Lisa Miller, happy birthday. Adrian Maynard, happy birthday. Greg Sipin, the great Matt Purcell, celebrating a birthday today. Robert Tharp and Donna Worthman, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday Celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, inside Indiana Sports Now, we're talking about the Colts, we're talking about the Pacers, we're talking about the Hoosiers. We do it every day because we love it, baby. Have a great day. Enjoy the one. Anatomy of an ad.
1: Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
0: Define an opportunity.
1: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S., like I am now. Identify a problem.